up, guys? It's Alex Ray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Marvin Musian, you're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Once again, another episode of the Moto X-Pod show. This week, it's episode 204, brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherbies USA. For decades, Cherbies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Cherbies has what you need. So visit CherbiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and talk to Brian or Talon Volan. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. You guys always need something from a Cherries. You should be ordering stuff like weekly from those guys. Of course, X Brand Goggles is on board. The Lucid Goggles out. Uh, if you uh, can either hit me up, darksidemx3 at AOL.com for pricing, or go to your local dealership and uh, they're distributed through WPS, so you can find them there. Along with Fly Racing, go to, w- go to all your local dealerships, look for the Fly Racing Formula, uh, formula Helmet, all the different lines of fly gear at your local dealerships. We appreciate Bermlords Graphics and Jersey ID on board. Our jerky, eatourjerky.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21. Get you some jerky to snack on during the races. It cannot be beat. Also on board, Williams Motorworks for all your engine needs, ECU, reprogramming, whatever you need, transmissions, uh, cams, porting. Williams Motorworks has you covered. Also, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. Hit me up. I'll get you in contact with Kirk if you want a custom-painted helmet so you look badass out on the track. Torque One Racing for handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, grips, and more. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant Oil Lines. Visit bloodlubricants.com and use promo code MOTOX. I know you guys need oil. You need fork oil, engine oil. Blood lubricants, man. It, it is not, there is no better. Just get on there, order a case, and use that promo code MOTOX. Also, Power Band Racing, if you've got WP suspension, hit those guys up. They've got big things coming out on the East Coast. They will treat you right. So, yeah, big show tonight, episode 204. Got Hunter Lawrence coming up. We're going to talk to him about his season so far, Supercross, and a number of other things. And then I've got Richard Cutback, owner of South Central MX here in East Texas, who's going to do it, be doing a Loretta Lynn's training camp coming up with Caleb Tennant. Caleb's going to come on. Richard, talk about that a little bit. They're also going to have Jake Weimer and Jesse Nelson out there. So if you guys are anywhere in the area, you need to listen up. This is going to be really cool. Uh, last week, I told you I had some Verb Moto t-shirts that Wes Williams gave me to give away. I asked for your best jokes. I got a whole bunch of them. I'm going to read you a few of them. These are all basically clean jokes that you guys, if your kids are listening, they can, you know, they're gonna. I think kids are gonna laugh at these. So I've got, I've got three that I've picked, and I haven't picked a winner yet. You guys can certainly weigh in. 
MotoXPodShow at gmail.com, but I am going to pick a winner one way or the other within next week. Here's the first one. Tyler Sutterth, what's the difference in a new tire and 365 used condoms? Okay, maybe this one's not completely clean. One's a good year. The other's a great year. Pretty good. I like that one. Uh, what do you call, oh, this is from Austin Naylor. What do you call a dog with no legs? And he sent this because he knows I'm not such a, you know, I'm not such an animal lover. You guys know that. What do you call a dog with no legs? doesn't matter. It's not going to come anyway. I like that one. That's good. Uh, one more here from Jordan Nesbeth. He says he loves the show, so I like this one a lot. Um, what did the fish say when he swam into a wall? Damn. That's a great dad joke. That's, I've definitely, I've already told my kids that one. So yeah, I'm going to pick a winner. One of you guys is going to get a Verb Moto shirt. Thanks to Wes Williams. Uh, that was fun. I like jokes. You know, who doesn't like good joke, right? Anyway, uh, good show coming up. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be back with Hunter Lawrence. Oh, wait, real quick before we go to our break. Studio, new house, still in progress. Got a lot of work done this weekend. Probably, hopefully not this weekend, but next. Going to start moving things in. Get some Wi-Fi in there, you know, all that good stuff. And and hopefully in the next few weeks, we're going to be back to some regular shows with other, you know, TJ and Scotty in studio. Uh, man, I hope it's coming. We, we've got a few other things to take care of, but it's really, really close. So stay tuned. We'll be back to normal, up at kicking ass real soon. Be right back. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kyle Saki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. 
All right, we're up with the first guest of the night who's brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles has grown into one of the companies, one of the top privateer goggles choices for Jacob Hayes, Ben LeMay, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, and many more. Visit xbrand.com or go to your local dealership and ask for the new Lucid Goggles. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us the one and only Hunter Lawrence. What's up, dude? Hey, mate, what's going on? Not a lot, man. Really excited to talk to you tonight. It's been a little bit since you've been on here. I don't even know if you really know who the hell I am, but I've got to talk to you a few times. <laughs> no, I do, mate. I do. I remember. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on there. That's for sure. It has. It has. I'm really stoked to get you on, man. Um, Kind of want to just talk, talk to you about your season so far. Like last year, man, I know you had some moments of, of doubt, right? Where you kind of considered yeah. like stepping away almost it feels like and i i really feel like you've turned everything around and are peaking or you know climbing to a peak yeah i i agree i mean i i don't think i'm at a peak yeah that's for sure <laughs> um but it's definitely the position i'm in right now and and you know everyone in my circle the position we're in is just completely different to where we were last year that's for sure so which is good. It's a good thing to have. So, um, yeah, can't complain. Yeah, you know, in Supercross, you got your first podium, I believe, in Arlington, and then you won second Arlington or the third, I think, the second. Yeah, second one. Yeah. So, I mean, like when when you when that happens, like that those, those first couple nights in Arlington, do you look back at the year before and go, like, what was I thinking? Well, dude, it's it's yeah. I mean. Even just the whole Supercross, like, well, I mean, okay, we were like 20 points down going into the last round, but, I mean, we still took the championship fight down. You know, we yeah. made Cooper have to put in a, a pretty solid night that night to wrap it up. So we took it down to the last round. So, I mean, if, if you're not, you know, in contention with a red plate or, or you know, within a few points to, to wrap it up, you you want to make sure that the guy that's, you know, going to get it has to work for it. So, I mean, even that in itself just is awesome. Like that's my first Supercross season and, you know, we were second. So it's not bad, I think, especially to where we were last year, physically, health-wise, mentally-wise, it's uh, a huge step. And even this year in the outdoors, I look at the first few rounds of outdoors and I'm not super stoked on it. You know, like I'm not, I've not put two great motos together yet, you know, and, and we're sitting third in points. So it's right, like yeah, the, yeah, best, yeah. the best start of an outdoor season I've had. And I'm, I'm really not happy with like how it's gone. So um, <laughs> yeah, like can't, yeah, it's, I mean, it's dude, we've been, we're happier this, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. time of year than we were I, last time. That's for sure. I mean, look, Redbud was pretty good, man. Three fours. That's, that's two good motos. Yeah, it was all right. But I mean, like, you know, obviously Supercross, we came in with no expectations. Like I had yeah. six six weeks on the bike and and outdoors, we had a, not a great deal of time to practice for it. But like, you know, we're working to be to be fighting for those that top three every single moto. You know, like that's we want to win this title. We're a lot of points out of it now, but we're not focusing on that. You know, we're just going out every moto and want to be the best we can be and and you know win. Like so. Yeah, and like I, I look back on, you know, how you took a, I guess, 2019 or 20, that how those, those you were kind of bummed out or whatever, and then this year's getting better. But I don't think people realize the transition of going 
pro in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, and how different that is probably from what you experienced before. Like, I know you race at a high level, but there's just something different, right? And you come over here, especially in Supercross, and you get with these guys that have been doing it two or three years. They're already comfortable. It's it's really unrealistic to think that you should just be comfortable immediately and at the top of the the box immediately. It's just so much such a learning curve. It is, it is. Like it's it's so tough and I mean even this year like things didn't really start to kick off for me until Arlington, you know, like yeah. we had the heat race win at Daytona which was really good and and that I crashed in the main and was like a fifth or something, I think. Um, I can't quite remember, but it wasn't great, you know. Um, and then Arlington things kind of took off. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to explain because you think, oh, it's just racing. Like, how hard could it be? But there's there's so much that goes into it, you know. There's, there's race craft, race strategy. No, like, just it's a never-ending list of things you can learn. Like, dude, I'm still learning. You oh, know, well, of like, course. I'll still be learning next year's Supercross season. It's only my second Supercross season. I'll still be learning. Like, you ask guys in the 450 class that have been racing, like, professional careers in America for eight years now, and they're going, dude, I'm still learning. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's just how it is. Yeah, if you're not learning for your whole career, then I think it, you you've kind of – you need to continue to learn every year to get better. Like you can't just kind of mail it in. So yeah, that's a good point. hundred percent, hundred percent. Dude, you're, you're always learning. Yeah. And when you're not learning it, dude, that's when you can get beat. Like, I think that's, that's the time that if, you know, you're on top and then you, you decide like you're not taking anything in and you're not learning anything. That's a, a vulnerable spot. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going back to Supercross still, before we get into nationals a little bit, I kind of want to know what where these things rank. So you, you had your first win, um, you had your first podium, but then at, at the showdown with everybody, both coasts, you got third. Like, does does one of the, is there a particular event this year that stands out as like the highlight that was the you know maybe the pinnacle for the season? Uh the win, the win. I yeah, mean, that makes dude, sense. The, the win, like I mean, the podium, like in the Supercross in the showdown, I. I washed the front early and, yeah. and that was a really good race for me. Cause I, I pulled in like, even on my brother and Colt, like I pulled in when I picked up the bike, it was like an, it was an 11 second gap to first place. And I crossed the finish line with five seconds, you know? So I pulled six seconds in on, on my brother and stuff. So, and, you know, making the pass to, to secure that second in the championship. So, um, like that ride was really good, but, Dude, it was the win. Like that was, <laughs> it makes it sense. Was, yeah, no, nothing. Like I, dude, I could barely sleep that night. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it I was bet. The win, so. Yeah. Um, talk about like your health and recovering from injuries. You've had uh, some shoulder issues, and I believe, if I recall, you talked about once uh, at least some point um, being type two diabetic. Um, do, does any of that stuff hamper you, bother you today? Currently, have you kind of? figured out with, you know, people in your circle, how to overcome that. What's that like day to day? Yeah. So it was like the past two years that I got, you know, to the States, I would really struggle with like my body and stuff on just doing the workload. Like I would do, let's say a fully recovered hunter would, I'd be able to do the day workload, right. That I wanted to do and what we felt, what we wanted to do to be successful. And the next day, I would just be like wrecked, you know, and it was, 
to the point where, you know, even during the season, like, um, I would be gaining weight, you know, like I'd be putting on a bit of fat and stuff and I'm like, dude, this doesn't make sense. Like I eat less than my brother, way healthier than my brother. And dude, he's like a single digit body fat percentage, you know? And I mean, dude, we're riding, we're doing motos, we're cycling, we're doing gym. Like, dude, how's it possible I'm putting on weight and stuff, you know? And so there was always these kind of things and we just thought, you know, oh, look, just keep working harder, keep working harder, you know, coming back from injuries that alone has such a, a gnarly effect on the body, you know, like to rebuild from that mentally, physically from any injury, let alone four back to back injuries pretty yeah. much in the past, you know, from 2019 to 2020. So that alone was tough, but dude, we, you know, got on with it and, yeah, we, we got together with nutrition, nutritionists. Um, Osho obviously was a huge part of it, you know, going through all of his contacts, just trying to sort it out. It was just basically, dude, let's, we need Hunter Lawrence back to 100%. You know, that was the mission. And uh, maybe a blessing in disguise, the shoulder surgery after last year's final outdoor round. But we were able to really get on top of that. And that that's been the biggest thing. Like we, you know, we went through it. Like I, I had still, you know, have a continuous glucose monitor, uh, in my stomach like that. I constantly check cause Jeez. dude, there's like anything. And, and like, I was struggling with it during the supercross because, um, like some days I'd be good. And then some days I'd have a bad day, you know, and I'd have no strength, no energy dude. Like I'm talking after eating, uh, a meal or a dinner or, or something that has no sugar in it. Like I'm talking brown rice, lamb, <laughs> and that's like, that's literally it. Like yeah. something super, no sauces. And dude, my blood sugar would just go up and hit like 170. That's crazy. Which, which is, is extremely high. Like the recommended, like they say 130 is a max what it should be after eating, but it should come immediately back down. It should be anywhere between 90 to 115. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot to take um, in, man, at a young age. It is, dude. It's, it's a lot. Like, I don't expect everyone to hear this and, and, and get it, but it's like, it's, it was a lot for for my whole circle to take in. That's oh, sure. yeah. And I'm sure it's it's scary, too. You know, you don't know how your body, if your body's ever going to adjust and, you know, at, at a as a top level professional athlete, I'm sure it, it, you know, puts some of that doubt in your mind. It's like, well, will I ever be able to do what I need to do? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough, dude. Like I, yeah. I am on such a limited catered diet to my huh. DNA genetics and everything that dude, like, it's such a pain in the ass when I travel, like I got to bring all snacks, <laughs> dude. I have to like restaurants. Like we have to call like six different restaurants. Hey, do you have this? Hey, do you do this? Wow. Like, like just sushi, for example, I can't have white rice. I, it has to be brown rice. So we call in five different Japanese fusion or, or whatever. Like, hey, do you guys have brown rice? No. Okay, next one. You know, like wow, what a pain. Yeah, it's tough, dude. So it's yeah, like one of those things. But it is what it is, and it, and it helps me be a hundred percent and 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 be fit and strong on race day. So obviously, I'm going to do it. You know. Yeah, that's I I say all the time to riders. Like that's one of the things. Even if I had the talent. I don't think I'd ever be able to do what you guys do because I love my ice cream and my steak and, you know, whatever. I like to go through the drive-thru and get some french fries. And I just, I For am sure. not disciplined enough to do that. And then what you have on top of it, wow. Yeah, it's, it's tough, mate. Yeah, Very tough. Definitely, Especially, definitely. 
put like in my shoes, right? So Jet, on the other hand, you know, like milkshakes, <laughs> donuts. donuts here and there. Like dude eats what he wants, you yeah, know, yeah. and he's just just super lean cut, like a machine, you know, he's 17 going on 18. So just a young guy. Like I was like that when I was young, you know, just energy when for, you were young. for days, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm only 21, but like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, you know, that, that 17 through to 19 is a freaking like Shit. just a, a different league. You know, Wait till you hit 40, dude, I'm, yeah, I'll exactly. be 46 next mo- week. And like, I f- oh, wow. feel like I'm dying every day. <laughs> Probably because of my diet. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on, man. So, I, I want to talk about with you guys coming over. There, there's been a lot of hype between the Lawrence brothers, man. I mean, you know, your brother gets a ton of hype, and I don't even really want to talk about Jet. I want to focus on you. But when there's that much hype before you even line up at the gate. And then every weekend, there's a lot of focus on you guys, whether it's Supercross or Nationals or what's going on. Does that affect you positively, negatively, either, you know, weekend at the race, during the week? Do you, do you even let it affect you at all? No, we love it, mate. Because, okay, I mean, good. as much as there isn't much hype about him, like, it never works out, like, negative, let's say, because when there's hype about him or there's hype about me, it's, it's generally the brothers, you know, so sure. it's not like never really works out in a bad way, you know, so not really, mate. Like it's, it's cool. Like even when you see the signs and stuff around the track, like there's, there's quite a few out there with, you know, like my name on it and stuff. And like, whenever, like I would go past that section, like they'd still cheer and like use their air horns and stuff for me. <laughs> so it's not like, I'm completely left out of it, let's say. Yeah, and I didn't mean it's, it like that. I, I just meant, like, there's there's pressure. Everybody, th- you know, expects you guys to come over and, and start winning championships right away almost. And does that kind of that kind of hype, not necessarily the Jet hype, the, I meant the Lawrence Brothers hype in general. Yeah, I mean. Do you feel like you have to live up to something? No, not at all, because the people that create that hype and expect to win and stuff are generally the people that, talk shit on social media forums you <laughs> yeah. know yeah yeah like i mean dude like the people in our team and and like sorry but the only people i really care about and that care about me are in our circle and who we deal with you know within the team our training circle and stuff and dude like they know what our goals are they they're not like oh dude you got to win titles and stuff like it's not at all like that you know they they see if we want to win this stuff freaking bad and they want to win as well and think of it like two two guys like two teams let's say like me dad jet osho and the team hrc being the other team we both want to win we're working together to try and achieve the same goal that's literally all it is you know yeah that's good to hear man and like i have to say and i I know you hear this all the time the personalities that come with you and your brother are so good for our sport i mean we see the passion uh, you know, at the at Salt Lake City, when you ghost rode the bike and you're cheering and you're hugging your brother, or or, or Jet, you know, sitting there in tears after a, a good ride, and then the the podium stuff, like just the the way you guys are with the fans, our sport needs guys like yourself. And Adam Cianciarillo is very similar. Um, you know, like nothing against Justin Cooper, I like Justin personally, but you know, there's there's not a ton of personality with certain people, and having guys like yourself 
it's it's really I think it's huge for the sport because it gives fans somebody they want to cheer for. Even if you're having a bad day, they're still like, holy shit, I got to see Hunter Lawrence. I got to see Jet Lawrence, you know, and they were cheering. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah I think it's great, man. I love it. Was that something that your parents kind of instilled on you or was it just come naturally just the way you guys are? Um, I do. I honestly don't know. Like, okay. I mean, at the end of the day, like, let's just put things into perspective. I mean, he's 17. I'm 21. We get paid to ride dirt bikes. (laughs) We live in a beautiful, we live in a beautiful country, have a badass training facility. We travel back and forth between California and Florida. And all we got to do is work our ass off, off the bike to be fit and strong. And we get to race our dirt bikes. I mean, like, Pretty well Fuck, man, said. that's so awesome. Like, how can you not be happy? I mean, obviously, the emotion is what, what makes us have bad days and stuff. But, like, dude, ask someone that went and rode on the weekend that works a nine-to-five job if they had a bad day, like when they're out riding their bike, dirt bike and stuff. Like, dude, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Like, of course, we have bad days, but that's only because we're trying to achieve tenths of a second better on a last <laughs> right. on a lap time. Like, we're trying to achieve – point one percent better um every day and it's it's we care so much about it so when you don't get something your way about something you care so much about you get you know it brings out the emotion in you so um but other than that dude like the fans they make our sports so awesome and we love it we love the interaction because you know like in a way i guess you could say we're entertainers like they're coming to watch us on their weekend because it makes them happy and that's what they want to see so dude i mean uh, we want to make them have a good time and enjoy what they see so they're they're like stoked like dude yeah it was sick we had an awesome time and it's like makes us feel good because we're like fuck man like dude they're coming to watch us in their downtime because they enjoy it like that makes us feel good that we're making them happy i absolutely love what you're saying man like i i was a fan of yours before tonight but what you're saying hits home (laughs) so much Cause like I've all, you know, I've only been doing this media thing since like 2017. I'm barely media, man. I'm like, I'm working my way in, <laughs> but I was a fan just like anybody else that went to the races before that. Right. And I would see guys like Ryan Villapoto and maybe they didn't want to give you the time of day. And I'm like, dude, if me and these other 50,000 people don't show up at the stadium, nobody's going to pay you to ride that dirt bike, dude. You know? Yeah. So what you say about being an entertainer is part of the gig and i i love what you're saying man i love that you understand that uh you know and and mathis says a lot you know when you get to the 450s sometimes that changes because it comes more becomes way more serious and we're seeing with like aaron plessinger that you can still be who you are and give back to the fans and man i i think our future is so bright with guys like yourself coming up yeah for sure and and i agree on i i can agree with Matthews on that about when it gets to the 450s, things change. So what changes is you're getting paid a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. The 450s. There is a lot more pressure. You're now at the p- absolute pinnacle of the sport. So those guys paying you those big bucks, they want your 110% absolute focus, attention, everything on winning. So I can agree on that, but it doesn't mean you can't have fun. Oh, I love and, it. And, and entertain and 
give back, you know, like, I mean, I'll be real. There's days where I probably don't want to sit out on the, on the table and, and, you know, have fans always like come by and like kind of, Hey dude, like, can I have a poke? Can I have this and that? Yeah. yeah. You're trying to save energy, chill, wind down for the races. But at the same time, same time, it's, I don't ever think of it as a bad thing. Like, dude, I love the fact there's fans again at the races. It's more just like, I need to do what's best for me now to perform the best for my sponsors. And it works out in both of, both of our benefits. Cause I'll give you guys something good to watch. And, you know, can make sponsors happy and stuff. So it's always a happy medium. Sure. Balance, yeah. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Um, okay. A couple more things. So I saw the post, uh, you and your brother are going to got invited to do the Paris supercross. Uh, hopefully everything works out where that still, that actually happens. You guys looking yeah. forward to that? Dude, can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, dude. Can't wait. Like we hope, um, fingers crossed as well. Like that Australia can open up cause we'd love to go back to, to the Ozex Open as well, like that. That one's, you know, obviously it's it's a bit it's a bit of a home, you know. Like we really want to go back and see see Australia and 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 race there. But dude, the fact that we get to go to Bercy again, dude, we're traveling <laughs> to Paris to go race our bikes, like so amazing. Where, dude, where's the where's the pen and the dotted line? Like? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know? dude. I've I've never been to Paris and I haven't been to Australia yet either, but. uh my guys at the Moto Limited show, Nick and Trent, man, they're they're trying to get me to come over for Ozex. You know, if it if it happens, but right now it's not looking good. I don't think. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's dude. That's definitely that. Australia and New Zealand are two places. The two places I probably want to check out the most. Dude, that's sick. Yeah, the food's good. Food's killer in Oz. Dude, New Zealand's beautiful as well. I would love. I, I'm excited. But always excited about food, but you, you'll probably laugh at this, and I'm sure it's pretty common. Like, I want to see a kangaroo in in, in like it's an environment. You know, I just I can't believe that this. <laughs> it's just it's so strange to me because I you know I always see them in zoos. It's just they they're so cool. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, have you ever <laughs> seen a gator before? Uh, yeah. Here, I live near uh, Louisiana, so yeah, I've seen some gators. Okay, yeah. You just think of it like you're seeing a gator. <laughs> oh, I want to see a gator. I want to see a gator. Then you see one. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I saw it. Right, right. You're like, oh, I've seen it. Now what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see it. Good job. Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Uh, okay, two more things. You made a post a while back, dude, where you, uh, I think you FaceTimed Daniel Ricardo and just like, yeah, hey, man, let me get back with you. Like, that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. Excuse my language. Yeah, God, that- you. <laughs> that was so good but really the reason i bring that up is i'm not a huge f1 guy but i watched the documentary and i freaking love daniel like he's the he is absolutely my favorite thing about f1 uh like how'd you get to know him and is is he as cool as he seems he is mate he's freaking awesome he's all like everything everything you see on the documentary is is bang on what you get you know like there's there's not a a TV personality camera, yeah. Daniel away from that. Like it's, it's bang on. He's awesome. Like, yeah, we've, I've really gotten to know him pretty good this year nice. and stuff. And, and yeah, dude, he's, he's awesome. He's so freaking cool. And, and, uh, he's obviously over in, in Austria or just left Austria from the, from the Grand Prix and yeah. over in Europe at the moment. But yeah, dude, can't wait till he comes back over. Like he wants to come out to the farm and, and ride pit bikes. He's a crazy oh. pit bike fanatic. Like, dude, dude gets off on pit bikes like like we get off on that formula one stuff you yeah. know like how sick we think that is 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 dude he's just the same about our sport and, and formula one so that's great so, yeah, man. 
cool. So any pit bike companies out there that make parts, send uh, send me some stuff for his pit bike. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll no doubt make his day, and he'll love you. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. All right, last question. I'm a big music guy. I'm pretty narrow-minded when it comes to music. I like what I like, but I want to know what you like, man. Are you a big music guy? You, you need anything to get you fired up? Yeah, dude. So actually, uh, I love Tool. Oh, like that's my number Rise one. Again. That's my number yeah, one. Yeah, Tool's Tool's my number one. That's it's incredible. I've never been to a concert though. Like I want to go to a. Obviously, you know, since COVID, no one's been to many concerts. Yeah. But, dude, I. I freaking hope they go on tour again. You know, I know like the the band's pro not in the best spirits at the moment. Yeah. Um, with everyone, you know, getting along. But dude, I hope they go on tour again. But yeah, dude. Tool. I love Tool. Rise Against. Um, it's kind of weird, but I like a bit of Ramstein. Like, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty hard, hardcore rock. Okay. Um, You're speaking like my that. language. Yeah, dude. I Slipknot. I like um. I like some rap as well, um, but dude, like whenever I'm listening to music, it's so hard. Like everything, like even with rock, now, like I had to adjust. Like so, like you know, Rise Against, yeah, uh-huh. yep, and like it's kind of similar to like Rage Against the Machine, right? Like yeah. it's that punk, and dude, I for a while, like I just couldn't get into it because I was constantly comparing them to Tool. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm just like. Dude, like, ah, oh, it's good, like, it's good, and it was uh, like Lucas, you know, my agent. He's a big music guy as well, and he's like, yeah, you're not listening to it right. You gotta, dude, this is punk. It's you know, like they're trying to get a message across and explained it a bit to- more to me, and then I started to really enjoy it. But dude, like, yeah, I'm I'm nuts about tour. Like, I have an Alex Gray uh, painting in my office and stuff. That's like, cool. It's it's so sick, dude. Yeah, definitely. I, I I'm a like I said, I'm 46, so I grew up in the hair band era. So <laughs> I have I have Tool and a band called Great White that are like my favorites, depending on my mood because they're very different musically. Yeah, but those are my bands. But Tool, dude, like when I'm really wanting to get fired up, especially lately with the new album, man, I just I love like Tempest is my favorite song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, such a, yes. My one of my buddies actually is a guitar player for Madonna, but he's a metalhead. He he's got um, he's on a metal label, and he said last the last tour tour was the best concert he's ever seen. Um, wow. So yeah. I, yeah, I hated that I missed that, but yeah, I've never seen him either. I've been to lots of concerts, but never got to see Tool. Yeah, dude, I, I want to go. Funny story, like the last Tool concert that Lucas went to, actually, um, he was sitting next to Eddie Van Halen. Believe oh, it or not. Yeah, and he yeah. and he watched the the last tour concert he went to with Eddie Van Halen, and then wow. yeah, sure. Like, unfortunately, um, geez, a few months later, he ended up passing. But Mertz was just like, dude, so crazy. Like, and even he was saying, like, dude, no one does the breakdowns like Tool does. Like, they're just incredible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent, dude. I, we are on board. We got to get to a concert someday. You, you need to go. Um, you know uh, Jericho, Christian Craig's mechanic. Have you ever met him? I. No, I no, I've not met him, but I mean, like, for sure. He's a big, he's a big like hard rock metal guy. He so he he's a yeah, he's he's somebody I talk to about music all the time. Of course, Seth Rarick, same thing. Seth is a Seth Rose yeah, a big nice. Yeah, yeah, well, we've got like my crew chief Josh Weisner, huge tool guy. Oh. Um, our designer for um, Alpine Stars, um, David Durham. He's a huge rock guy. Like, love it. 
um, all that, you know. So there's there's a few guys within our team, like our engine guy Coxie's into it. Um, and then you've got the 450 side, which Roxon's mechanics all about reggae, so it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm I'm good with pretty much anything other than country. That I can't. I just can't do it. Really? Uh, Where'd you? Aren't you said you're close to Louisiana? <laughs> I'm in Texas, dude, but I'm from Southern California originally. Uh, okay. I've, I've lived in Texas most of my life. I know I sound like I'm Southern, but I just know I'm a hard rock and metal and a little bit of hip hop, and that is it. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, each to their own. Yeah, exactly. All right, Hunter, man, I've kept you long enough, dude. Um, I'm definitely when I next time I see you, though, I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to talk some more music. But uh, other than that, I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time tonight, and it's great talking to you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Thanks again. Anytime, bud. Take care and good luck this weekend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate right. it. Have see a good ya. one. You too. See ya. All right, that was a lot of fun. Thanks to Hunter for coming on. Hey, I got a new I got a new tool, buddy. Awesome. All right, quick commercial break. We'll be back with Richard and Caleb Tennant. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks. The number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you, as always. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what what was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs 
higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X-Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7G Straight out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you gotta do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo thank you. All right, next up, uh, we got two guests online brought to you by Fly Racing tonight. Fly Racing since 1999 has been focused on developing the best gear possible. Check them out at your local dealerships, WPS. I've got four, the Formula Helmet, the Light Hydrogen, Whatever you get from Fly, it kicks ass. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us from South Central MX, Richard Cutback. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. And also on the line, uh, USMCA certified coach, Caleb Tennant. What's up, Caleb? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. I'm stoked. Like I said, I off the air, I've never, I never got a chance to meet you, but I'm really excited uh, to hear what you guys have got going on. So, Richard, you reached out to me. You uh you own and run one of our local tracks here in East Texas, one of my favorite places to ride, and you've got a special event coming up or you know a training camp. Well, just basically all month we got people out here training for Loretta's, and so we have uh the main track, the vet track, the Loretta's track, and a uh, sand track, so they get to ride a different track each day. Yeah, and how's that been going? Because like last year, it was you had a really good turnout. Yeah, we're just getting started this year, so this is our first week with uh, Kyle Swanson. Uh, Caleb's back in California; he doesn't come out till next week. So, okay, we, we got about twelve guys out here right now. Dude, I like Kyle; he's a good dude. Yeah, great guy. Now, Caleb, how'd you get involved with this, man? You've been training for a while, I know, um, yeah, and you've got a pretty storied history for people that don't know. I mean, you're a really accomplished rider. Yeah, I used to. Um, well, I grew up my whole life racing, and I actually came back and forth on the stage to race through my career but um i i i've won the six african motocross titles and then um in 2018 i made the move after i won my two mx1 and mx2 titles in south africa i moved over here to try um, and race the outdoors 
to come and move pro. So everything was actually going really good. I just got a lot of injuries and I had Epstein bar. I mean, I did good for what I had um, in the time that I was racing, but um, just with all the injuries and uh, that Epstein bar virus that I was racing with through the outdoors kind of screwed me up a little bit. So through that, I was actually been coaching for the last eight years, even in South Africa. And then, um, and then um, I ended up, once I, when, once I realized that I wanted to make the step forward with, uh, with the next step of my career, I decided to go full-time into the coaching. And so since 2019, I've fully focused on that with a little bit of riding between. Um, and I've had some awesome riders along the way. And uh, I actually came to Richard's a couple of times to some, some sessions and some camps before the, 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 what's it, the, the Spring Nationals as well as the Redders last year. So uh, we just decided to put something together to get some guys some awesome training before the, before the Redders. Yeah, was it difficult, Caleb, to take a step away from the professional side of racing and look at your future and get into training? Because we talk to riders about this all the time, whether it be the top level, you know, almost the top level pros who very few people make enough money to just live without working. So we talk to these guys all the time about what are you going to do after racing? But was that a difficult thing for you to transition? Definitely, the hard, like definitely, was the toughest decision of my life because in 2018 things were going really well. I mean, I was yeah. I was riding really, really good, and I was I came up and raced the motocross the nations and spent some time with um, Gary Swanepoel and Sessinger and training with those guys. And on my training stuff, it was I was I was like really right there with those guys, you know. So it was really hard. And then once I made the transition to the states of actually racing, yeah, I got a taste of outdoors, what outdoors was really like, not having that support of being on a factory team and trying to figure things out on your own. It was really <laughs> stressful. And that was one of the reasons that it's been by actually, it was mine wasn't really from overtraining. It was just from all the stress of everything together. So to know I was so close to make it, but that next step to make it in somewhere like the top 10 in the 450 cast, to take that transition from going top 20 to top 10s, I felt like I needed a whole nother year and with moving here, with all the injuries and everything, I was just like, I was here on my own, you know. I was, I mean, I had my wife Kylie that I was that I was with, that I was in the process with doing everything, but I didn't have any outside help, you know. I was figuring everything out on my own, and I just decided, you know what, I've got to look at my future further than what just. It was just too much of a risk to put another year into it. Yeah, I had a full, I had a full paid sponsorship where I wasn't paying for any of my racing, but the the, the step of making money wasn't there yet, you know. So. I rather looked at my future. I'm like, you know what? I want to. I can still be involved in the sport. It, it was definitely the hardest thing to give up that professional side, but it was the best decision I've definitely made in my career. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's good to hear that. You know, in the end, it, it worked out for you. I really like hearing that, um, Richard. Yeah. You know, the, I've rode the the Loretta's track at your place, and I've never actually rode at real Loretta's. But when I I watch the race on TV, and then I go out to your place, I feel like I'm. Uh, I almost feel like I'm there. <laughs> yeah it's pretty close it's a little yeah. smaller um we don't have as much room back there right crammed in with the vet track but uh it's pretty close and uh, i turned it into a beginner track so now i'm just putting it back into a loretta's track now yeah i i have a lot of fun at your place and you've got some other guys coming out to help uh you, you talk i think you mentioned jesse nelson and, and weimer are gonna probably make it out yeah jesse nelson and weimer um they'll be coming out the last two weeks and coaching with caleb Dude, so how does somebody get involved? I mean, can they just show up and they pay a gate fee or is there pre-registration? Yeah, so we have one, we, we do um, daily, weekly, and monthly. Okay. So people just can call the number on the flyer and then uh, they sign up for it and we reserve them a spot. We got RV spots. I think we only have a few left. And uh, then they just let us know. You know, we got people that have signed up for the last two weeks, the last week, people coming from California. Yeah. Uh, on their way. So those will be our busy weeks. 
Yeah, and you're, you're located in Edgewood, Texas, a um, couple hours east of Dallas, not too far from where I'm at, a little bit north of I-20. So, yeah, anybody coming through, coming down from Oklahoma, or, you know, if you want to head west from, like, say, Louisiana, dude, the place is fantastic. Like you said, you had multiple tracks, the vet track. Uh, it, man, I, I just I, – I love your place. It, it of the, As far as the tracks that are open pretty often, other than the weather we've had lately, it's my favorite place to go. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Put a lot of work in. Hey, Caleb, I, I, you've helped out uh, – you helped Hayden Deacon quite a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I still work with him. Um, okay. so I've been with Hayden for almost two years now, I would say, and it's been yeah, it's been an awesome relationship with him. I actually flew, I was actually out in uh, North Carolina the week before last, spending a week with him, just getting him back dialed in on the East Coast because with my time and he it was kind of hard for me. We're losing you, Caleb. I mean, I'm a little bit more of a program. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Sorry. There we go. So I went to North Carolina for a week just to work with him and get him dialed in on that side. And I actually rode and trained with him for a little while. We went out to Chad Reed's place and spent some time riding out there. So I'm still working with Hayden. Um, I just. Oop, we're losing you. He lost him again. <laughs> yeah. He's got a bad signal. Yeah, he got... he's driving to the track. Uh, sorry. It's all right, Caleb. Hey. Uh, how's that? Sorry, I. I... I just got some signal back now. Is that better? Yeah, it's good right now. I want to ask you, so what kind of things, what is your primary focus when you're helping somebody train? Is it technique? Uh, is, you know, or does it depend on what you see from the rider? What do you like to focus on? Yeah, it, every rider is different. I mean, I work with guys, beginners that are still, I mean, I've kind of gone away from the complete beginners. I just don't have the time to do everyone. Yeah. So, But I have groups from, like, I have some ripper 50 kids that are going for titles at the Raiders, up until guys that are, I've kind of, had my niche focusing on the guys up to where the pros are just because it's so hard to work with amateurs and pros at the same time so i really focus on the up to 250 pro guys um and i'm everyone's different you know if it's when the guys don't have the right fundamentals and their stuff to work on in that sense we really focus on that where someone like hayden we really pinpointing much smaller things but we still work a lot on those fundamentals, making making sure that all those little things that make a big difference, especially in racing and when the track gets really gnarly. So it's almost harder to train someone like Hayden than it is someone like more beginners. Yeah. Um, but it's really just, it, it's just a focus. Like someone like Hayden, it's just the commitment. It's the, um, it's the routine of everything. It's making sure every little thing is in check all the time, trying to find little places what makes a big difference. But when it comes to more beginners, the younger guys, it's, it's really keeping those fundamentals. And it's, it's also huge with the mental game, you know. I'd say mental part is bigger than all the technique stuff. So it's someone like where Hayden's at, it's a lot of just working on his head and his confidence. And mm. and, and it's, it's a whole package. It's a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's that's great. Um, I definitely got to take a day off work and come out there and check it out once you're over there. I'd like to get a chance to meet you. Yeah, and then what we'll do in the camp is we'll split it up between big bikes and little bikes. So the big bikes will be out in one time and then we'll take that group into a, a, a A group and a B group and split that up between the trainers. But it's not going to be like where huge groups where you're not going to be with someone similar to your speed or working on basic fundamentals when a group is way past that, especially for Loretta. So we'll have the group split up between beginners, more intermediate and advanced with the right bike so that everyone's getting the most that they can out of the other riders. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Kayla, before I let you go, because I know you got to get to do some training uh, I'm getting. You mentioned your. You mentioned your beautiful wife, and I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say you're winning, no matter what happens. You're winning. Uh, 
did, was she was she a she was a former Monster Girl, wasn't she? Or is she still a Monster Girl? Yeah, she still does some stuff with Monster. She actually works out in Vegas now most yeah. of the time on the weekend. So with everything with COVID, it's, she kind of uh, she still she still does work for Monster, and she actually does a shoot for them next week. She's going to work X Games next week. Oh, cool! But she still does Monster. It's not as it was a kind of full time job for about four or five years. So yeah. She still does some stuff with them. So she's still involved with Monster, yes, but she's been involved with the Supercross for the last five years. So she does all the 30-second boards with Supercross. So yep. we actually, we met through her boss. Actually was one of the guys who hired me with the W training facility. So we, we all got involved through through the racing. Awesome. Yeah, Brady Bauer speaks very highly of her. So at, at some point, I need to get you and your wife. I do a, a like a dating, not a newlywed game kind of thing I do sometimes uh, on Instagram. So I'll have to hit you guys up. Maybe we'll have some fun with that. There we go, bud. But yeah, uh, thanks for having me on and hopefully see some of the guys at the camp and come out and visit us. Absolutely, man. Thanks for your time, Caleb. Richard, if you would hang on, I want to ask you a few more questions, but thanks, Caleb. No problem. Thanks, man. All right. See you, buddy. Later, Caleb. Yeah. So yeah, his signal was rough. I guess he's traveling, like you said, (laughs) but um, yeah. So what you, I know you've had a rough couple months here in Texas with all the rain, but when, when you have, people showing up when you're able to hold events, able to hold practices, what's the general consensus in the East Texas, as far as the sport, the tracks, what you like, what do you, I know it's really tough financially right now because it just, you haven't been able to do anything really, but overall, how do the, the riders that come out seem to react to South Central? Yeah. Before the rain hit, we were doing really good numbers. We were doing like 250 riders a weekend. And then we went like nine weeks closed from the rain. So it only rains Thursday, Friday, Saturday out here. And uh, so that's a little rough. And then, you know, when it doesn't rain, there's so many people out here and everybody's trying to put on events, which you have to, you know, if you have a track, you can't just, you know, make it off practices. You have to have events. Right. So it's hard because, you know, the small window of no rain, and you got six tracks trying to throw events, it makes it hard for everybody to make money, you know? It really does. You know, it's like a double-edged sword for us as riders. Like, we have a lot of great track facilities. Uh, there's a number of places within two or three hours, or even if you go down to, say, uh, Three Palms at four hours. A lot of cool places, but then it, all, it hurts the tracks because there's too many places, and the riders are spread thin sometimes. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to find that happy medium. Yeah, and a lot of the places out here are training facilities, so they're, you know, only open during the week. And then Swan, they're like a members-only type thing. So uh, it's it's weird. Everything's a little different out here, especially compared to California. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, what's the best way for somebody to uh, get all the details um, for the Loretta's camp or the Loretta's training for the next month? Is it just your Instagram? Yeah, just on our Instagram. Um, we have some flyers set up on there. Yeah. And it has all the info on there, and then they can call the number on there and get any more info that they want. Uh, and wait, you said Jake and Jesse are going to be out there the last week leading up to Loretta's? The last, so the last two weeks, I'll do uh, Jake probably the third week, oh. and then Jesse the fourth week. Okay, so they're going to be rotating out. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. yeah. I guess that I'll have to we make... have two trainers if we have too many people, you know. If we have 40 kids here, then that way we could split them up into groups and it's not just one trainer trying to train a bunch of people, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to make multiple trips, I guess. I've never met Jesse. Uh, I've only met Jake once, I think, in person. But I've, I've had him on the show and I've had him and uh, Nicole on, but I, I'd love to come and hang out with that guy. He's fun. 
Oh yeah, no, he's awesome. I just went to Idaho and built a track for him and his partners. Yeah, and spent two weeks down there. I didn't even want to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I think he and I that you were going to be coming to build him a track when he was on the show a few months ago. So cool. Yeah, we did a supercross track, an outdoor track, and a pit bike track. Oh, is Jake coming back? Is he, gonna, is, <laughs> is he back? That's what I've been telling people. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, Richard, man, I appreciate you uh, reaching out and, and uh, letting us know about this and. Again, if anybody's in the area, South Central MX, man, the place is, it's its just a really cool place. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere in East Texas, but you get out there and you, I promise you will not regret coming out. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, Richard. And I appreciate all you've done for us, you know, and, you know, let me come out there and ride. And even on days that you weren't technically open, you let me come out and ride. And that's, that's always cool to have somebody that lets you do that. Yeah. Anytime, man. Come out more. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya. All right, Richard Cutback, Caleb Tennant. That, yeah, cool, man. I, I I don't know, you know, how many of you guys are listening or headed to Loretta's or if you're even close by, but I know there's some people in the East Texas area or, you know, South Texas that listen to the show. Dude, make the trip up. Um, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I know that it's hard for him to keep the gates open sometimes, right? Because we do have Johnsonville and Swan and Village Creek and Oak Hill and Three Palms all within a few hours. So to get people out on the few weekends we haven't had rain, uh, not a lot of income, I would assume, coming into the track to the facilities. So, dude, make the trip up. Holler at me. Maybe we'll all come out. We'll, we'll try to uh, – I don't have a bike right now, but I got to get my 06 together. But we'll maybe I'll come out. We'll hang out. We'll do something. Um, but thanks again to those guys. Thanks to Caleb. Thanks to – Hunter Lawrence for coming on. I want to thank Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Extreme Colors, R Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Williams Moto Works, X Brand Goggles, and our title sponsor, A Cherubies USA. Don't forget to use those discount codes. Hit us up, Moto X Pod Show at Gmail for any thoughts, comments, anything you want to know. If you have, uh, if you like one of the jokes the best, let me know. Uh, I'll pick a winner probably in the next few days, maybe next week. Uh, yeah, other than that, we're getting close to being back to some normal shows. I need, I know these things are a little awkward. It's really weird me sitting in here in a bedroom doing this by myself. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. But I, I hope you enjoyed. Man, the Hunter Lawrence interview was freaking good. I love some of the things he had to say. So um, I hope you guys dug that. Other than that, uh, no show next week. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. 